Well, hello. Hola. Hello. Yeah, we had everybody pretty much, I think, in another call, so it should be pretty quick. <laughs> yep. Bing, 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 bing. I saw that. No, that's good. <laughs> so I watched I watched the Friends reunion last night, and it's like, you know, it's it's actually been like a year since we've actually had the original cast together. Now, we don't have Frank. Um, so I thought we would stream this live, and I will worry it's about... It's on top of the heart. I will cut... <laughs> cut and paste you know um what's the podcast episode yeah yeah but um as far as a a soft intro goes you know we're here things are going so changing your backgrounds and audio tests as we go a new face and new faces still will emerge as the night goes on some homework some prep work a cameo next week but that is in the thick of things so i'm actually happy uh, that i had to push things back a week because we can do things chronologically and in chronological order we have everyone except our jedi where's our jedi he's he should be coming he's here why speak of the devil there he is yeah, I was wondering what was taking you so long because it was like pop, 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 and I'm just sitting here for like five fucking minutes. Like, <laughs> nobody yeah, loves sorry. me. It's because I'm American, isn't it? <laughs> there we go. There we go. A nice, a nice gallery shot of everyone while we're live. This is this is looks like a Hollywood Squares reunion. Yeah. Oh, including my dice game. There we go. Where's the dice cam? <laughs> dice cam! Dice, dice cam, it's back! <laughs> no! With, with, a, with a full crew, right? No, maybe, sort of, right? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the launch of Book 4, Season 4, Echoes of the Jedi. Thank you, man. I can always count on you. So, tonight... We need to cover what has happened within three or four months since the ending of book two. There's cutscenes, there is ad libbing, there is a couple things we discussed, there is purchasing, there is construction, there's crafting, and <clears throat> hopefully before they're done, there is a certain rogue alien AI intelligence that was hinted at being picked up in the last season. There is the mystery of Haas that they found in a wall of the Archelon. There is new faces, old faces galore. So if I can have you guys change your backgrounds to whatever is Star Wars appropriate. We'll get on with the show. Now, you guys have possibly seen what's coming with us giving jared mercer his own show on sunday uh pathfinder second edition with his homebrew world of rotram you've definitely seen author samantha curl pop up in several of our shows so welcoming back jay tamlin to the fourth season he'll be back because he's right there nice to be back there's no hiding him And of course, all your favorites: Matt Witt, Ryan Messidian, Aiden Willems. The hey. the pause where um, because you know Matt pressed 
Joe to be a full-time member, but he unfortunately has to go back to his cameo status because of certain things. But he'll be around. I mean, there's Haas and there's there's Bugman and One Punch Man. There's, you know, there's lots going on. Lots. Lots going on. Of course, it says we're streaming the Alvin Portal podcast because, once again, I forgot to, in my rush of getting home, like I literally just got home 20 minutes ago, not even. I woofed down some food and just went, you know what? I'm, I'm awake enough. Wait, wait a minute. Hang on. I don't need a coffee. I've got my Jameson B12 vitamin. You just put a little of this. It's energy in wayfair form. Now, why is that more ridiculous than you guys that like pound back Red Bulls? Oh, no, he's taking drugs. No, this is a vitamin called B12. It's supposed to give you energy. Right now, it's my placebo to keep me going after a long, long day. Some where the the rest of us just drink Red Bull, monster. <laughs> <laughs> but I I care for my heart, and I'm, I'm afraid it might stop. So, um, so much for yeah, and, and then there's booze, right? <laughs> okay, so. Um, enough of the sneak peeking. Okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to start a little, um, breakout room and I'm going to have Jarrett Mercer, Samantha Curl, but not Joe, uh, head off into that to work on a secret project. You know who you are. And we'll just... You must go to room one. Jared, you must go to room one. Thanks for coming. See you soon. And then there were five. Well, four and a half. Right? Four and a half. I mean, my legs don't work, but that's kind of rude to only count me as half a person. Joe. <laughs> I, meant, I, meant, I meant Joe. <laughs> well, somebody's in five four today. <laughs> I thought we were supposed. Did we agree to get along this season? I pick on somebody else. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. That was so long ago. You know, between the end of the last season and the start of now, and the start of now. So, um, now the screen I've got up is is only showing, um, the the window capture. The um, what do you call it? The uh, the title screen. Um, yep. That's what I see. Cause I could, I could possibly segment this into, you know, a little separate content, but, uh, no, I, I thought that, um, you know, a little, uh, how's everyone doing is ever, you know, who's been, who's been watching, uh, juice as I call it, I call it getting your juice. Um, the, oh, what's the new show? Jesus it's gone right in my head. Bad batch. Bad Batch. Who's been watching Bad Batch? I'm not asking for spoilers. I'm just curious if you guys are watching it. To Is that your new Star Wars juice? I have not. Not yet. Cool. I have been reading comics lately. I still got to watch The Mandalorian. Oh, you're dead to me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, The Mandalorian's good, man. It's Vinny Western. It's a, I, the Mandalorian is what kept me pumped for the last season. When we got halfway through it, it started to stagnate. And our schedules went every which way. Uh, the Mandalorian, you know, got me through. I've only watched the pilot of the Bad Batch, but just having something fresh to watch, 
you know, to get you in the mood. But unfortunately, I just haven't had a chance to like pop it on for 20 odd minutes between me getting home lately and getting on with I mean, the show. Per- personally, I loved the cartoons and such, but I just couldn't, I just couldn't quite get through the Bad Batch. How far did you get? I got a couple episodes in. I was trying to go as far as Ahsoka Tano, but I just couldn't make it. So not a fan? I'm not that big of a fan, no. So what I have heard good things from other people though, but what I think I've asked this question in season two. What do you guys do to get yourself stoked on a Friday? Besides Ryan's endless happy gifts that we're gaming. And in our group chat, what gets you going? He's our cheerleader. Ryan is like, yeah, game night. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, all right. I do it again. Jay, what do you do? What do you do? Uh, well, unfortunately, a Friday night for you is a Saturday morning for me. So I kind of wake up and throw my computer together. But uh, if I have time, I will usually listen to uh, I have a bit of a playlist on YouTube that I listen to just for kind of mercenary um hunting or sci-fi kind of sounds and music that i'll play for a little while until we start up the chat no that's that's dope like uh music i find very inspiring one of my favorite parts about editing is finding proper music or ambient to put in later you're not necessarily always like i do have a bunch uh set up but through obs it doesn't quite sound as good as me post editing certain sounds in and certain you know ambience later on uh and the show's evolving, and my editing skills are evolving, and the role mongers have been evolving into more and more shows. But Star Wars was our first show. Star Wars is the patron favorite, and I'll be damned if we're, not, we're ever going to put this down. We will truck on as long as it takes. We're in book four, only 10 books to go. Well, 10 books total. Um, Ryan, I just mentioned you as a cheerleader. So are you doing anything to like get yourself stoked before you just like have to pick up your phone and go, guys, let's get... I, I put I put my boys to bed. I guess we still. If they go down, I am so jazzed. First shot, oh man! Your little your yeah. little your little ones. Oh, they went to sleep quickly. Of course, yes. This rat poison laced with cyanide helps. It's game time. No, I'm just kidding. Um, give him a little shot. What about you, Matt? Now I know Matt is like the big Star Wars fan. Next to Aiden. Yeah, no, me. I've uh, you know. Lately, been rocking a lot of anime. That's about it. Yeah, a lot, a lot of uh, working, <laughs> lot, a lot of isekai anime with the wife to like help fuel writing for her game. But just watching uh, fantasy anime or any sci-fi, you know, gets gets you in the mood, right? Yeah, I watch it all. Not all, but a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and what about you, Mister Willems? I actually don't really do anything. It's just. I remember that it's Star Wars Day, and then it's just like, <laughs> booyah, I'm jazzed. And then it's just, how long does this day take until, you know, set time? Oh, there you go. See, ought to be young, eh? You just go off like that, eh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, you got a lot of echo today. I get you drawing the mic a little bit. And yeah. Mr. Gibson, I know you're not a fan of this system, but it was Gibson that, that got me from 2nd Edition D&D into 3rd Edition. It was Gibson that got us and Doug out of um, WEG D6 Star Wars and playing D20 Star Wars, which of course leads to Saga. So I know you're a bigger fan of the, the D20 Star Wars. What, uh, what gets you in the Star Wars frame of mind, sir? Oh, it's not really just for the Star Wars frame of mind. It's more for just the role-playing thing. I'll just watch 
some podcasts, or sorry, listen to some podcasts, watch some VODs oh, yeah. of some other people. Who do you listen to? So, like everyone knows, uh, I'm a big GCP fan, but you guys really haven't mentioned other pods besides. Uh, I think Ryan's a fan of Adventure Time. Like, what do you listen to to get going? Uh, pretty much everything, just to give everybody a fair shot. There's a lot out there. Uh, Could you be a little bit? There like- is a lot. <laughs> there is a lot out there, and there is a lot of stuff that's very hard to listen to. They might be really good, but they're very hard to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> I, heard he, I, uh, I asked him to sit in on our brand new show where I took like rando noobs, like two coworkers, wife and Samantha, her daughter, my stepdaughter, put him in there. Um, Corey Shazon, an old high school buddy that you've seen popped up in third season of Rami Gilligar was, was a shoe and all very new to podcasting and hadn't played in a long time. So technically, you know, new to gaming threw him in there. And my idea was, if y'all meet a tavern, everybody goes, yeah, and y'all trust each other like the first night, we're going to camp outside the city and trust people with your lives. Why not grow the player chemistry alongside the character chemistry? Sounds good, eh? No, it's it's awkward as fuck. And I believe Joe Gibson was, well, that was painful to watch. <laughs> but but um, me working with a different cast, uh, I think has changed a little bit of the way I DM. It forces me to learn the second edition rule set without having you guys as a crutch, you know, uh, that kind of thing. Speaking of rule set, uh, in Aiden Willem's absence recently, we've had Jay Tamlin step up to the plate. Now, in the third season, as you've noticed with a little bit of, you know, arguing, Matt and I kind of went off and, and the kids all got upset that mommy and daddy were fighting at the kitchen table. Um, for a cast to come together that... Can't all be butterflies <laughs> and rainbows, Jeff. You got to have a bit of... I was just going to say, to your credit, man, we went like three or four years without ever really arguing or getting I don't even t- really consider that an argument. That was nothing. No, no, but you know what I mean? Like, like the back and forth. Yes, no, this, but and like the game coming to a halt because we 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 were in that uh, discussion, that heated discussion with Willems, um, for like an hour. What is it, Joe? I think Joe fell asleep. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he just like took his headphones off, going, "Their mom and dad are fighting. I didn't go to the other room. I play with my action figures, yeah, that kind of thing." No, uh, it's it's a sort of a compliment. The fact the fact that um, I took a couple of buddies and then their friends, and then screened random people on the internet who've become our friends. Your gaming buddy, your gaming group, right? The gaming buddies and. Uh, Putting a new cast together has reminded me how special you guys are, my original cast. Not better, just special. How far we've come, how hard you guys have worked, um, and all the fun we've had. Like, what? Jeff's getting nostalgic. Oh, it's just, we've got like <laughs> over a hundred episodes of this show, and the patrons can't wait for more. And on the net, people are saying no one gets past the third book. So many people play Dawn of Defiance in their p- private game and they put it down or like they try to pod it or something and it just falls apart by the th- third book. Well, I'm telling you, we're here to stay. We're here to stay. Shall prevail. If my work schedule or patron money or like whatever hampers all the other shows, if we had to go down to like one or two shows, trust me, like a few shows as opposed to the six or seven I'm constantly trying to spin, Star Wars is going to be one of them. You can bet your force on that. So, without further ado, I'd like to do a little transition into the main 
part of the show. And I, <laughs> the gallery shot looks completely tiny. Okay, let's go back to the speaker view. Do you guys remember, now this is going back several months, okay? Do you guys remember the last thing you did as a party together? Does anyone, because even though it aired a couple of weeks ago, we actually shot it like two or three months ago. <laughs> We got on this Star Wars binge over Christmas. We were playing like three nights a week and and it was great. Tiring, but no, it was good. And then the patron's like, oh, I have points to spend. And I'm like, oh, crap. Uh, right. Uh, can, could you hold off till four season? Uh, till, cause this, you know, you're not affecting the rules if they're already kind of like recorded and and that kind of thing. Which brings us back to the idea of possibly doing a live show. Like, you know, tonight. We'll see. I'm going live tonight because this is the anniversary. This is the reunion you know, of our fourth. No one remembers. Then allow me to say, I believe the last thing that we did was, um, it was with Darga. We just scared him off planet and we were going to go chase after him, but we stopped in at the resurgence, which is where we split. Uh, Darga actually bled out. I don't think anyone waited around to see the slug actually die, but you guys wounded him so badly. And Ramagilagar, and um the best way as way after so yeah no, did, when didn't we hunt him together. down you did yeah he he died oh, yeah, he yeah. died on the ramp before you guys got to space we we stole his ships yeah do you guys remember how Vibesh, okay. played by joe actually don't count as everyone actually boarded <laughs> actually boarded that ship and then it was joe and as besh and remigilagar that stole it after darga died. i think darga is actually in the back of that yeah. ship like his his you know Oh, the smell. I know we had him tied up because oh, yeah. I was in that fight as well. Right, right. You guys tied him up and, you know, maybe succumbed to his wounds. So the first reveal of the new season is, um, you know, Dargus came to his wounds. But Vabesh and... Dargus dead. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, but Vabesh and Ramagilagar stole his ship, hit hyperspace <clears throat> and bailed. The good news is you don't have to pay Besh. I believe you actually said that in episode. <laughs> the bad news is, yep, you guys were trying to get ships, more ships, and build a fleet, and one just took off. Damn, Gilligar. But we got some sweet Z95s. You guys handed those yep. lazily in a spiral, full defensively. Willems, Matt, I can't believe you guys just like hung in space. <laughs> And just let <laughs> we had to. Like, I mean, dude. that's my entire character concept. Is yeah, just stand there full defense. What did you expect when I got to space? Well, maybe, maybe we'll see some changes in your character in this season. Obviously, the star of the cloud car, car combat was a tie between Matt, Ryan, and Aiden with all their different techniques and getting stuff. But the but when you guys got to space. I got to hand it to R four. Played by Matt. Played yeah, by R4 myself. Was, was masterful. <laughs> played oh, by yeah. Jay. Oh, yeah. Like this this little droid piloted and shot the crap out of everybody. Now, O'Keefe was there with Frank's character Omen's in on the guns, did their part, and Besh and them were there for a while and then took off. I fast forwarded in time. I jumped to a recording where we finally got to see, not meet, because this is pre-recorded, but finally got to see. Valen Draco, who revealed himself to be an Inquisitor, who revealed himself to be 
cuddlier than the affections of I, that was out of, right out of the book i didn't throw that in just to be funny or weird <laughs> the guy literally says you'll find the affections of an inquisitor far more something 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 dark side than than a slimy hut Nah, peace out and you know o'keefe's gonna play that message for you coming up we use force powers to retrieve our droid and we have how many z95s left at least three our force got destroyed. Um, mine's good. Well, not mine's, yes, all but it, it will be good. after our repairs. Mine's good. Yeah, so that's three, right? Um, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. Is that it? Cause, yeah. Because our force was the only one that... Yeah, and Besh and them were in a shuttle thing, and that's it. So you, got, yeah. you guys got three ZNA-5s, and we all jumped to hyperdrive. Hyper yes, Gamma. Like, right, the so, Golden Chariot did do most of the work. Yeah, it, did, it had did a lot. the biggest guns. <laughs> it, it, it actually, no, that's not what got them through. I think it had the biggest damage reduction in shields. Well, that as well, too. Because, not to mention the fact that two people in one ship, one can drive and one can shoot. It's the old chariot effect. That is true. That is true. But I happened to notice that you guys, not tagging out, but going full defense because your shields kept winding down or, you know, <laughs> that could, we were getting laced, but man. It was our, Do you not remember? It was our I remember first that one yeah. point that Matt had like five ships trailing. <laughs> it was, it so was like, something, yeah. Just yeah. gold circles. Yeah. Cloud Both cars. Defense. And those were the Get first, those were technically chronologically the first TIE fighters off the assembly line. They took viewing, viewing pi- pilots that didn't, no ties and threw them in at, at, you know, get on there, go get the, you know, the latest men with our latest ship. Okay. Ah, they, they were experienced pilots, but you know, and yeah, you guys toasted them and they're like, how do you fly this? These, the big, the big sides of a tie fighter. Like, how do you have any peripheral vision in that thing? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, yeah. In the beta version, they're like, all right, get in your ship. You're like, get in. It's like, Hey, wait, this is my ship. Yeah. <laughs> Launch. Yeah. All kinds of scenes from Battlestar Galactica when they go down the tube. Go, go, go. Um, We had Dr. Lath sit out an entire season, but that doesn't mean he's been idle. We have a lot to cover, whether we're going to gloss over it or talk about what he got done with a bunch of roles or, you know, like tag into that soon is to be covered. And of course, what everyone's been doing for several months. So obviously you guys hyperspace to the current position of Sorry, to the position of the resurgence under Captain Nathan Fillion, because I forgot his real name, uh, months ago. And our ship was being repaired, modified. Do you guys remember? We spent an entire episode, much to uh, patron Doug Baldwin's joy that we were using up slots, except for one. (laughs) You saved one slot because I strongly hinted about the alien tech that was taking up a slot. All those tubes going from the hyperdrive into the back to tank yep. and disappearing in the wall that we kind of, you know, strange technology. Yeah, so we chucked a docking ring on so we can put one Z95 into the cargo bay and then the other two can clamp on to the docking ring. So how many slots does the ship have? For what? Oh, for uh, upgrade slots? Yeah. Um, Do you remember? At least think, three, if I remember. I think it had three. Wait, you guys spent a whole night on this without me and made notes. <laughs> it's yeah, quiz, got, quiz time. Time. I didn't take the notes. <laughs> I didn't take those. No, 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 I believe I it had three. Okay, quiz, I believe yeah. it had three, so we worked with two. Okay, so assuming there's so, three, feel free to so jump up and correct us, you know, so they can have more toys. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're wrong. It's got seven. Yeah, wait, 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 my math. Yeah, yeah, it's eighteen. It's a and they're 
ninety percent cheaper. It's a slot that you put in a in a slot thing that holds three more slots. That's what you're like. Oh, that's a what? It's like an extension box. Actually, yeah. really, we should have Doctor Leth explain what we did because oh, yeah. he's the one who did it. <laughs> All right. So, do you want to talk about the upgrades to the ship, there, Doctor Leth? What you've been overseeing? Now they were only gone a couple of days. Like the whole Bestman thing took like a week tops. You guys were just getting into it. It's not like they come back and going, wow, Leth, you did a great job. Like they, they come on board and there's that banging construction crew and the ship's half apart and you like good and you put them to work. Right. So how much time does this construction take? Whether it takes a week or three tops, you know, let's move to that point. Tell me about the new Archelon to start. Uh, yeah. So the Gachok, when we purchased it, it had one slot being used. I believe it had, just pulling up the actual website for it. Here, I'll put you on the official, I'll put you on our page so we can also like look at the candy. Ooh. Not that the map's going to look any different, but you know. Just so you know, the Archelon is a Gatrock Industrious Class 720 freighter. 720. And we're thinking it had three slots. And the- Yeah, I'm pretty sure in the Rata for it, it right. says that's the reason why a lot of people use it is because it's upgradability compared to other ships in its class. Now, you talked mm. about uh, sacrificing one of the pod escape escape pods. There are two that look like feet. Yeah, but there's one that's gone. And my assumption was that the modifications took that cost. Right. Mm-hmm. So that would, but, but, it, but the pod would give you a slot back, right? Right. So, so that's why are, we, sh- we should still have right. one open slot, but I'm not sure how many slots the upgrades that it has we haven't a really brand oh, new one oh, i believe yeah. has two, a brand new one that has everything that the book has has i think has two is it say. two slots yeah but we're missing an escape pod so that's, right that's three. that was where our third came in right but i'm i'm saying that the ship has been modded now you guys could just kind of cut wires and disassemble and if you guys know your way around the engine enough you could cut all that up get rid of it and whatever and get your slot back we haven't got to that part yet. So assuming we had three and one's taken, which is the original two, where are you putting this? Yes, dock- we had a yeah. a docking clamp, which is a, which is a single point. We attached that on the back, um, basically at the spot where the missing for, uh, where the missing escape pod was. Okay, it's not it's not like as in the slot that was there was uh, probably, we were assuming, taken up by the internal modifications that were done. Okay. Either way, leaving us with at least two. So imagine a heavy casing cylinder, right? Because you got to be able to walk through it to get onto these Z95s, right? Mm-hmm. Sturdy enough to hold support weight when you're in atmosphere, but hollow enough for, like, a space crew to, like, crawl through, okay? Coming out on a lazy angle off the one side, and then into a docking array where 190 Z95 is pointing forward with its nose and up above the Archelon. One is strafed flat on its side, also pointing forward, facing forward, and one is underneath. 
and the one under and like uh, actually you know they could no, actually face we, backwards. We only, they could actually all face. We backwards. only paid for two slots only on the docking two, oh, ring. Okay. So one up, one so, down. So and then one's going one's going to go into uh, cargo bay. One. Okay. Uh, thirteen. Okay. So number thirteen. <laughs> Where posers hanging out. Then one up and one on the side, so you guys can land and you're not crushing the ship that would be hanging below, right? And are they facing forward? So you just let go and the ship flies away. Are they facing back so you can kind of jet off the back and swoop around? No, make it so it's interchangeable. Um, I would say probably facing forward okay. for the aerodynamicness of it. There is a, there are penalties that are incurred uh, if you try to make um, crazy maneuvers. Mm. You can dislodge the ships. Mm-hmm. But- so there, it's not an ideal situation, but the I think the goal is when you're in a situation where you need to make those crazy maneuvers, yeah. you're going to be okay. having people in the Z95s. So we own three, but we can only attach two. So what are you guys going to do? Are you guys going to like use one for parts? Or third one goes in the cargo bay. Yeah, cargo bay 13, you know, well, where the- I'm sitting mourning the loss of all <laughs> of my speeder bikes. The Z will actually pop up in that 15 by 20. Yeah, we... Uh, we measured it out. Sweet, it should. In the hangar, in the hangar, they only took up a two uh, four by four square, right? Yeah, no, that's cool. Okay, so I take it. That's, so whoever that's, whoever that's, parks that's, that one has to be the best pilot. That's that's. <clears throat> this is starting to look like the the battle of the planets, where everybody had like a little section. They all run to their ship or their car or their motorbike or whatever, and they all had their way to like get into the vehicle. And so, we're are we going to say that Posers is in the bay, and Merricks and Rahals are on the cargo holder? Right. Crane, yeah. yeah, yeah, sure, okay. Just just so everybody knows where to run to, right? Uh, so we got the so we got the screeching rancor in the docking bay, and then well, the other two mounted. Can you pop the docking bay open while you're in space? You got to seal that door. Um, or you guys have the yes, force field? Yes, yes, you can launch. The door has to be sealed, right? It, so it what if you guys bought a force field that ran across the floor, so you could just drop it out? You know how they have the big window force field on the capital ship? Yeah. Yeah, I don't have money for that right now. Well, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> after what happened in the other cargo bay where somebody tried to vent you guys, I thought the force field's like, double force fields, please. Now let them open the bay door. The field kicks in and we're safe. Well, if they can open the door, they can disable the field. Yeah, okay. Okay. I'm just wondering how you're going to get this puppy rolling, because as soon as he pops that open in space, everything in that cargo bay, all the tools and all the shit and the fuel... Unless you depressurize it first. Yeah, if it's depressurized first won't move and we also make sure all tools and whatnot are stored away or we just don't keep anything except the actual z95 in here uh, and when yeah, we're working on stuff we bring tools in you could, and then yeah bring them you, out. you can have cut cabinets and bolted Stores floor. Like, no yeah, like yeah, if, yeah. if it's depressurized properly like with depressurization vents yeah it it's stuff good. doesn't suck out it doesn't yeah. move there's no probably, there's no force true but it's probably cheaper just to bolt and secure stuff than to but like to could like rig this room to depressurize I would wager it's rigged to depressurize anyways. It's a cargo hold. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, that sounds good. I mean, I'm very tired. I'm easily convinced. Moving on. <laughs> like, I, I'm not saying that, that your little trick to no, uh, to mess with us before couldn't is, happen. Yeah, but and the force field is not a bad idea to have moving no. forward. Mm-hmm. So we did uh, that. Mm-hmm. Um, on that, I believe we, we, uh, we also upgraded the gun. Or at least we wanted to. Gun. No, no we, we added. Was, we believe, added a gun. Yeah. Yeah, we added a gun. So you have, yeah, a, you have a, medium, a medium, right? Medium laser. So you have a forward arc, 
on this thing. What what's the current gun that the pilot co-pilot use uh, that's sticking out the front? Do we know what it is? It's a blaster yes, cannon, is a laser, I, medium. I do have it up. Uno momento por favore. Okay. Uh, it should be a double laser cannon. Yeah, double laser cannon. Emplacement. Right. So what is? It's it fixed in the forward position. Right. So what? Is, yeah. What did you add in instead where of is a turn mount? Uh, Belly or top? Yeah. So the if you look at the overview of the actual ship itself. Yeah, it was the glass dome. Um, where that glass dome is. Okay, I'll zoom in. Oh, here. Top of the ship, center, it's a rotating turret. Okay. But a good one. Yeah. Well, actually, um not the best yeah, one, it, but a good if one. If you pop up in the uh the one handout, the Katrox seven twenty uh, side view. Uh yeah. Have the side yeah, just pop that up. It's kinda it's it, the picture has one already on it. So that'd be like, it's that. Oh yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right. This one even has one on the bottom. Oh, it does too. This is a beast. I don't see it. Do we really need to uh, that other escape pod? Uh, the Gatrock Seven Twenty. Where, where did I click that side view? So it's like uh, below gambling and above force and destiny. Oh, there we go. There we go. There we go. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. It's destiny. That's got one above and below. Yeah, it's actually only. It's actually hashtag goals. It's actually mounted above and behind the dome. The dome, yeah. Cool, because we have a picture that has that. That's what it is. That's yeah, exactly. Okay, but you guys only (laughs) bought one. Yes, and And we have one. Was it Bogo? Did you guys get a Bogo sale? Yeah. (laughs) So where is I don't it? Where know. Can is I it? roll to make it a BOGO sale? A little bit of uh, persuasion? Maybe? Is it top or bottom? <laughs> um, You're in, top, I'd say. You were you didn't go to like a store. We're in space and the resurgence is like, <laughs> I know, here's I know. one of our guns. You know, we build you. you know. Okay. I also, Look, I just I also this around that the forward cannon isn't under the nose like you think. It's actually like the shoulder. It looks like a right shoulder. Yeah, kind it's of, pretty cool. Like the Predator kind of. A yeah, thing. yeah, it does. It's on the right shoulder right next to the cockpit, right? So you can. I like that. The the not symmetrical. Yeah, that's that's kind of cool. Yeah. You know, the ship actually looks way more badass from the side view. Yeah. The pods look freaking huge. Yeah, <laughs> like on the back of it, it's bigger than the... yeah. Ours has been lopsided for a long time. Yeah, and you can actually see the cargo bay drop down. You see how yep. small that looks. So this is why I'm thinking it's like okay, surely that's not the size of a. Anyway, we'll say you modded it. We'll figure something out. If you got to cut some more, like it's not that hard to cut away floor, and just yeah, make, yeah, make a bigger door. Be... Yeah, yeah. The hydraulic arms need to be extended because yeah. you know they don't go far. So enough. I will. That's all part. I will bogo sail that as sort of a thank you. If you can't fit the Z five on, they either they either rig his Z ninety five to fold the wings, or they'll rig the ship. It's probably easier to probably work on the Z ninety five to fold the wings though. You know what I mean? It's an interesting thought. Yeah, one like mm. one one quarter to one third of the way out from the fuselage where it's still really or just kind of. Create a crinkle in like curtains, like bifold doors. Oh well, you, you don't you don't want too many uh, hinges because of the because of pressure, or whatever. It's like one solid hinge that locks, 
you know, let's say from the fuselage, like a quarter of the way out, just so the wings tip up and fold like right over top, like a tent and you're good to go. If that's, if it didn't fit, they'll find a way. We're saying we'll make it work, but it's probably cheaper and easier just to mod a Z95 than to have a bigger bay door and risk pressure and blah and structural damage like this thing is built to be a certain type of st structure you know what i mean you start cutting holes in floors and stuff to vet to space that might be not a great idea so okay we have a what was it what was the name for it? A, a cargo ship holder a clip holder a si sidecar what was it what? the docking ring docking ring thank you because i was yeah. way off uh <laughs> <laughs> i was, I was um, like then, is that what he's talking about i'm like paperclip <laughs> Yes, the, the dog. Yeah. Here, yeah. Beyond that, we also upgraded the shields. Yes. Um, I can't remember exactly which one we upgraded to. It was either 15 or 25. Yeah, Ryan should have it written down. You guys actually don't have that written down. I think down. it was it was 25 because that's the 75,000 one. Yeah. Yeah, because we were looking at Have we put this in a fight yet? We have not put it into combat yet, but now we're ready, damn it. <laughs> which I then planned on upgrading the shields by an additional five, getting us 30. Yes. So normally it's 25. And what's the damage reduction on this? 15. 15. It's a turtle. Yeah. No, that's that's great. It's tanky, man. I, 110 hit points. Too. I like this so much. I'm actually putting the side view picture up in the dice roller so it stays yeah, here we can see this <laughs> cool. awesome ship for when we're somewhere else. Okay, so this is going to take us anywhere from, let's say, you had you had almost a week to start it. Um, I'm sure someone will pull it out of the book going, it only took three days and worked around the clock. But remember, you're using a ship's crew that's supposed to be working on the resurgence. So it's like the men they can spare you. You guys show up and work on it yourselves. You know, you have some engineers there to help argue and hash stuff out. And um, the you guys, you know, spend money at cost, that kind of thing, and they gut part of the ship, whatever. Um, you may even be able to make a stop somewhere between here and the resurgence, or in those three weeks, going okay, you know, look at a chart. The resurgence is in sector A. Let's jet over this planet and get some supplies and come back. Right. So, some time goes by, and the ship's ready to go. Right. Now, while this is going on and keeping several of us busy, there is your downtime. And there obviously is going to be Master Dina trying to get her hooks into Poser. But before we get to that, once you guys get the ship up and running, I believe somebody wanted to take it out for a spin and go on a little side mission. But before even that happens, I'd like to stay with Dr. Leth and talk about some of the stuff he's been working on for the entirety of the week or two three weeks you were gone because it was like four or five days to get there a couple days on the station get back to get back so yeah you've had a good solid maybe week and a half two weeks hmm. your own research uh, yes up weapon uh, upgrades that type of thing you started spinning up for me well most of my time was spent um making sure i'd completed the research as best as i could at the moment for the uh the um, uh, those special uh, special med packs that can be used a second time. 
Oh yes, the, the booster the, shots, basically. The tech that we pulled out of the first season off of the um, the guy in the red trench coat with the great big, mm-hmm. great big plastic heavy rubber gloves that you see mad scientists wear in anime. And I kind of remember that guy. Yes. So a bit of research on that. Uh, I'd been working on modifying my own weapon, but that didn't take very long. Um, I was left with the ship, correct? They went to the planet on yes, a, you, a different ship. Yeah, you had the yes. ship. At the time, then, I would have spent a bit of time also working on installing upgraded shields okay. and the possibly the weapons for the weapons systems as well. Now, you didn't have R4, but you did have TP and Hoss. Joe's, mm-hmm. Joe's primary character, the cyborg, he was here with you. He, he actually flew you here, so he's been kicking around too. And in beyond that, my spare time was spent developing a new uh, what I thought would catch on, but apparently um, such, I believe I was going to call it a hollow deck, but such thing would never catch on. But nevertheless, it was useful in its train as far as making sure I could go over the various encounters and pass in past memory that we've gone through. And I noticed over the course that our team gets injured particularly often. As such, I worked on uh, finding ways in which I could more efficiently make sure that they're properly there to take more bullets. Hmm. I think you're being modest, Dr. Leth. What you say you looked into holographic virtual space was quite an adventure that I'd like to cover now. I believe you had managed to recover some of the virtual VR gear from Dargus Palace that they were using to do the races. Do you guys remember that? You would hook, yep. you, hook, mm-hmm. you hook yourself up and became in tune with an actual droid that was racing. So managing to scoop up some key components of this type of thing, he and Zinn, actually, um, you've been fiddling with that, and you needed a test subject. So you've got TP to start off with, and you hook him up to it to do sort of a diagnostic as well as send his consciousness into the VR. Um, Not... It's not it's not a complete dive, like they are still in their own body. Like the droid brain processor is still in it. You know, it's not like you're uploading him to the VR. But mm-hmm. uh, the way a droid can plug into a ship or whatever, and you kind of get the idea that they, to them in their droid brain, have access and they're running around, you know, zeros and ones kind of land, almost like a matrix thing. Um, but it's not interactive. It's not to them. It's the way they think. So it's almost like they're talking to the ship. That's why they say, I'm plugged in, I'll talk to the ship, right? It's not like they're standing in a room like in VR. And you were looking for something more immersive where um, in the droid races, they felt they were the droid. They could see what the droid saw. You know, they were experiencing what the droid was doing while driving. And you were looking to enhance the VR experience, yes? Yes, and perhaps also add in a a layer of um, inputted virtual environments as well. Okay. You did manage both, I believe, with the roles that we did between seasons. It was it was close, 
We did some skill checks. Um, now there's a lot involved. Like we're trying to get less some XP instead of sitting here for like, what do we spend like half an hour doing roles and subsystem? Like I, I laid out so many roles for him going, well, first you have to do a schematic of this and it's a skill challenge, some XP. Then you got to figure out, like we, we broke it all the way down to a blueprint and it made, uh, Jay and I spent all, practically a whole night doing roles and skill challenges. And there were some bumps in the road and I don't think he got everything he wanted, but we decided not to air it because it was just, it was beyond drag for like a combat so just, roll this number roll this number yeah it was it was yeah for like because the cool part is what we're discussing now so we made progress with your tp droid as a test subject in vr that the droid would interact with his layout and could be hooked up to something else and a little bit more interactive then you needed an actual living subject and i believe hmm. be, be, just because uh less damage to like the human brain that if you could find yourself a cyborg especially one who had already planned to integrate his own systems into the VR headset mm. which brings us around to Joe Gibson continuing his cameo as Hans <laughs> yes yes <laughs> continuing away yes well we, what I, I can't just throw your character under a bus so we need we need consent that he's going to tinker with this you know explains it to you consent granted Great. <laughs> there you go tinker away all right so you get them all set up and you were running um there there had to be sort of a goal like you, you'd already done everything with the droid we're like will it work can he interact can he shoot the zombie can he pick up the thing can he do all this stuff it works now you actually want to use a person to use the VR to, like, fix something, to go into a ship system or to go some, you know what I mean, to, like, do the work mm. with the tool you constructed as opposed to just asking a droid to plug in. You actually gave Haas a project. Now your ship is in pieces. So would you possibly slice into some minor subsystem that captain so-and-so wouldn't mind or maybe something isolated in the medical bay that isn't hooked up to the main ship so that he doesn't get overwhelmed with whatever, you know, the ship doesn't think he's malware and fry his head or, you know, something like that, right? I probably, I've already uploaded a schematic of R4 at this point in time. I'd probably just have him manipulate and attempt to build a, uh, an R4 in this holographic environment. Okay. All right. Um, so he does. And again, this would be the reflecting in the success of, because we, at this point, we'd run out of ideas and it was like, well, I'll ask you live, give me schematic roles, give me success roles, give me computer electronic role. Like I asked for a whole bunch of technical roles and we banked them. I've got them on the page over here. Uh, and again, you did pretty good sneaking by sometimes with the skin of your teeth, but enough to get XP and get some shit done. So where are you here? I mean, this, I just got to cross off <laughs> as we're discussing, you know, the actual what happened i gotta cross some stuff off where are my pets going there we go okay so that's done that's done anyway now while he's in there right um you found two things had gone wrong your first glitch in your roles is you lost monitoring access so you were monitoring him from a screen like watching what he was doing mm -hmm. and you lost access to that for a time 
And without monitoring and maybe coaching him or, you know, that type of thing, because he's no tech expert, because you were like, do this or you'd find this and he would do it for you, that type of thing, like sort of like an aid another so the guy could do the skill check mm-hmm. better, right? Without the monitoring, he started to lag. He actually took a rather appreciative amount of time to get anything done. But in the end, he did. It was a successful test, though the time it took him to do it was, you know, way out of parameter. He did manage to build all the bells and whistles in a virtual R2. Um, and then we got into some of the strange things. There was uh, a restart of power, like a, a reboot in your lab. Like we lost power, mm. we, like the power flickered. And an engineer came in and, hey, what's going on? All the breakers are blown. Oh, don't worry, Doc. I hope you're not working on anything. You're like, no, no, I'm, you know, you've got backup power. It's not like everything you saved got trashed or whatever. You're fine. Anyway, he had to reset a bunch of breakers, kill power. He had to shut down for a moment and then reboot. And as you rebooted, um, you had saved your project or whatever, had Haas save what he was working on so it would safe, shut everything down, the interface you know, that type of thing, your monitoring system, and restart it. Mm. And they were, uh, you know, they've been having trouble, blah, 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 recently, so they've installed some software and some hardware on the resurgence, but it's all general maintenance. I mean, it's a, it's a not an older ship, but it's a working, you know, ship. Stuff breaks down, you know, and they're constantly working on stuff. It's not like a piece of junk like the Falcon. I'm just saying, like, you know, they're scheduled maintenance and they're always replacing crap anyway. Um, something unscheduled happened and here he is and he's fixing stuff and fine, save all your work, wait. And then there's this restart, this reboot, this reinitialization of their software, blah, blah, blah. After that, you finished your tests and everything went well and your skill rolls ended. And then when you hooked, unhooked Haas and got him, you know, his cyborg consciousness and his brain back together and asked him how he was feeling, he freaked out. He literally started acting confused and disoriented and where am I? What am I doing here? And you don't understand. And he ran around and he became a security risk and he fled and knocked people over and running and like no one's told to like gun down Haas or whatever. He just freaked out, pushed his way out of the lab and ran off. And we found him eventually on the Archelong trying to put himself back in the wall trying to put himself even back in the and first he found him trying to get back into the like getting into the back to tank that the guy that had died was in and when Mm. you guys caught him with a security team he he ripped off like he tried to jump back into the wall and seal himself back in his little cubby and when we got in there he was trying to hook himself up and he was babbling he was crazed he was like you don't understand you don't understand you know it's everywhere. It's everywhere. I'm the only thing keeping the system stable. You got to hook me back up. You got to put me back in. I know where you people are, but you're in grave danger. I'm here. I'm I'm part of the Archelon. Now, the, sorry, he didn't call it the Archelon because it had a different name back then. You know, um, I'm part of the twin sun. Oh, you know, this type of thing. Start freaking. Anyway, you have to sedate him. Yes, yes. You know, hypo and knock him out. And here he lays on a table and you've you've monitored his condition you scanned his brain and his cybernetic brain and his human brain are not interacting well it's like suddenly 
um, they're rejecting each other. But it's hard for you to tell if, if the tissue is suddenly rejecting the cybernetics for somebody that claimed he wanted to be hooked up to even more cybernetics or something's happened with your experiment and the cybernetics has, you know, done something and it's causing the man, you know, cerebral trauma. Which is certainly unfortunate because it's not one of my particular area's expertise. It might be worth studying, though, going forward. Right. Unfortunately, since this was an incident that happened on the resurgence, not your ship, in the lab you're given, mm. not your lab or whatever. But I guess it's nice. The captain steps up and you explain, you know, like you can help or whatever, but it's not your thing. Is They have their practitioners, general practitioners, but general, you know, their psych guy they have a counselor and their general physician look at him with you mm. and the three of you come to the conclusion that the man has had some kind of psychotic break and he just needs rest and therapy and you know bringing him back out so you you guys we started unsedating him and he'd had he would have episodes and freak out and try to get back into the thing and we'd sedate him and you know that type of thing anyway um, right before um, the Archelon showed up and you had to switch over to what we just talked about, fixing everything, you had mm-hmm. you got Haas to a point where he was fine and, you know, claiming he's okay and, you know, we had him all, not doped up, but we had him on certain antipsychotics and stuff that he was, you know, his behavior had returned to nominal stuff, his brain activity had returned to nominal, you know, and as far as you knew, yeah, sure, we got our old cyborg back. You know, you have him doing mundane stuff, but he's been taking off. He's been taken off the work roster, so he's he's monitored. He's doing some light duties, and he's he's not like in his jammies, like healing up in the med bay or in the back to tank. No, but he's wandering the halls. He's always with someone. The whole ship's been briefed on a situation. No one makes loud noises around him. That type of thing, and. And like I said, it's not like he has amnesia and it's not like he's suddenly turned into a moron. He just he just upsets very, very easily. Things set him off. And you catch him, you know, um, offering to take your tray back to the lab. He's always wanting to like, you know, he's always hanging around the engine on the Archelon, staring at it, watching it do its kind of thing, you know. And you're like, what are you doing? Oh, nothing. I was just thinking about, you know, how far we came and that type of thing. I'm fine, doctor, and, you know, type of thing. A little suspicious, you keep an eye on him, but the guy's recovering. What can you do? Hmm. Now shows up the Archelon, and you get busy again. Now, or sorry, the crew, your crew come back, and you put them to work on the Archelon, and, you know, TP's been a great help, and Haas, not your fault. <laughs> like, whatever happened to him before we met him is, you believe, is the cause of this. So you cannot be held responsible for the man's past where, you know, you re- you even showed the captain your your specs. I ran diagnostic cyber- cybernetic brain. We're good. Human brain. We're good. He's perfect specimen. He's my guy. He agreed to do this. Must have been something, you know, else. Not your fault. So no charges have been laid. He's just been given light duties. You guys show up. You mm. fix the ship. So with Rahal and... Merrick wanting to get into their own projects while we're working on the ship and we can even slow down the ship being ready so that we're not working on this thing 24 seven people have side projects 
Master Dina wants to spend as much time with Poser as possible. And Rahal and you guys keep dragging back going, hey, he's part of our crew. He's got work to do. Rahal is constantly petitioning Master Dina, but we'll get into that in a moment. And Merrick, the next thing I want to cover, has been working on a special project. Merrick, you want to talk about your special project that uh, every free moment and uh, which is is slowing down the ship into like two or three weeks because you're spending days on making... Oh, you know, I've just made new suit of armor, is all. Little Merrick surprise. No, do tell. Yes, I have. I have finally taken this time to put together an amazing piece of technology, uh, Stoker armor. So what did you use to make this? Do you have a, Many materials. Do you have a link you can send us and I'll put it up? Uh, certainly. Put it in the game chat and see if I can't show the world a picture. And we can talk about what it is and what it does for you. Oh, it does many things. Boom. Doop. 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 Bam. There you go. I'm not seeing it. No, not not uh, in, in the game chat, not in Zoom chat. Oh. Very good. Busted. All right. Stalker, stalker armor. Yes. Okay. Do you want to read its little history? Or actually, no, you didn't. You didn't buy the stuff. You made your own version of it, based on designs. Okay. So you got the specs off the Holonet. Yes. Okay. So, can you tell us about your specs versus the original? Well, the thing is, it's actually a blank plate. It is designed to be customized. So it, this, uh, well, like it's reflex defense. The original gives you plus seven. What does yours give you? A ten. Mine gets heavy armor. Mine is like wearing small tank. Okay, the maximum dexterity bonus that you can move freely in the original is plus three. What does yours give you? Uh, zero. It is like <laughs> tank. Okay, the original armor weighs ten kilograms, which would be. Uh, 22.2 pounds or 200 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. 22.2, 25 pounds. 22.4. Yeah. What is yours weigh? I have no idea. It's heavy. <laughs> you need it. Is it like, is it like taking the engine block out of a car? Like if you got this thing on a hoist with the yes, chains. It and... <laughs> oh, it is definitely source of many gains. I believe it was close to 35 to I... 40 pounds. Yes. I think you, uh, Dr. Rith is correct. Okay. I don't see a picture. You got a picture of this? Uh, there is. You see what I see. Hmm. Hmm. Google could help. Yeah, I'm going to... Uh, not usually showing the web but, on... I know. It's horrible. They might see your porn history. No. <laughs> porn history, <laughs> smartass. Uh, okay. Sith Stalker armor. This is Sith armor you built? Uh, not as far as I understand. It's like based on those. This came from neutral website. I'm saying it was easy. Oh, if you okay. don't want me to use it, don't let me download it. <laughs> okay, you've been a bad son. All right. So what- no, it's uh, it is uh, actually a bounty hunter. It's the Enten Stalker armor. Its uh, original design came from the Salus Corporation mm-hmm. on Rhoda, uh, which is uh, it's kind of standard. Uh, bounty hunters are very keen on it because it is highly moddable armor. It comes with three upgrade slots. Okay. 
and, and then does this thing look like space full plate? Like you don't see try that link. You don't see cloth. I think that you get an image out of that one. You don't see cloth in between the gaps, like in Boba Fett kind of stuff. It is medium. It is medium armor. That looks like uh, not banded mail. What am I looking at? Kind of looks like brigadine. Yeah, it looks like strap on. That does not look like heavy armor at all. It's not heavy. It's medium. Okay. So you that was that was one of the results of our our brainstorm with the good doctor. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yes, and of course, all of this happened with. So I, I kind of expected with you to, and to end up looking like Master Chief. So I don't know how I got that in my head, but okay. So it literally has a square patchwork chest, like a grill or a laminar armor kind of thing, and there's a gap between the sort of. Um, Kepris, uh, like the pants are in sections. There's like shin guards and kneecaps and thigh guards. You know, it's- after the modifications, it probably looks like that image. And yet another whip <laughs> taking. You guys just messing with me? <laughs> You'll know when we're fucking with you. Uh, I got nothing. It's not loading. Okay, hold on. Let me try. Damn it, man. Anyway, keep keep talking there, Merrick. What else would, what, can you tell us about this? Uh... Well, because it is highly multiple armor, and with the uh, great assistance of my companions, we have added many good things to this armor. We have made it, given it an improved vac seal, which now gives, gives Merrick one whole day in outer space. Okay. What's, what's this uh, inventory icon, this chassis? That, is that a power pack on the back, or...? I don't know what you're looking at. The last link that he put up there. It is not the That's one. That's just an one. example as to what it would look like after the mods. Okay. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. So you have new medium armor. Yes. Okay. Um, now, did you not have heavy battle armor that you pulled off a of Wookiee? Yes, and I still have heavy armor that I pulled off Wookiee. Spill smells like hair. Okay. Did you chop it up to make some of this, or no. you just spent money from our gracious yeah. nobles? Because we have two of them with the wealth talent. Uh. Yes. <laughs> Rawl said happy birthday. Uh-huh. I am very happy. It's party money, right? It's okay. It's all good. I just walked up to Merrick and was like, it's time, big fella. I can no longer be the one they shoot at. You think I'm like this great big closet magician's box as the armor with a big bow in it, like it's birthday. You know? He gets all excited. No, it was actually that that bad hooked up to HoloNet, and it was from Hollow Amazon. And I said, "What is credit limit?" And it said <laughs> a very big number. Raul got to hear the most unique sound in all of the universe. He heard Maddox That's scream. Great. That's great. So that ship that you love, that looks like a great big white whale, pulls up. And like doesn't dock, but a guy in a spacesuit comes out with a holozon box and like bangs on the door, <laughs> attaches it, <laughs> floats back to the thing, and it takes off. And the resurgence is middle of nowhere because they found it with a GPS. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. You, so you you pretty much put the ship's location on the holonet. Congratulations. No, always using PO boxes. Actually, I didn't do any purchasing. It was to Rawls' account, secure account that he set up. That's okay. You bring it out here, and then we just move. You know, nah, it, I just have Alphonse take care of that business. 
<laughs> this takes a shuttle. Yep. Can you see Alphonse like in the butler outfit, but he straps on like the uh, gold leader helmet and gets into like a Z95 and runs on, flies off. He's pilot from back in the day. Very good, sir. Uh, I shall return uh, in several days. Yeah. Well, my first idea was I went to Dr. Reth and I asked him, you know, I just got nude by the starfighter. I was thinking perhaps I could weld that. <laughs> no, I was thinking of welding it Excuse to my Excuse me while I rip this out. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, on to the customization that has happened. Yes, yes. Yeah, so we have an improved back seal, which gives 24 hours of uh, happy joy time in any environment. Okay. We have a generator that, it's a generator, supplies next, it supplies a lot of energy. The The deets are a lot, but if you wish to know the exact particular, Why do you need a generator on armor that's not powered? I'm getting to that, damn it! <laughs> okay, I thought that was, I thought you were like... It's like asking, that's like asking a wizard, why are you wiggling your fingers? I, Sorry, I thought you were loading me for that question. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, no, we're getting there. We're getting oh, there. Okay. You don't get to the top of the stairs by jumping. Sorry. So then we also have SR-10 added to the armor. Go on. SR-10. Oh, like shields. Yeah. Not damn Shields. Huh? Okay. Shields up. So you got a generator to make shields. Nope. That's not what the generator's for. Well, the shields do need some kind of generator. They don't need that. Well, if you want to... Re- but they'd only be good for the SR-10, like, one time. If you can't have any way to, no, like, sir. repower them. They are independent. But anyways, the generator can't handle them because the generator puts out a good amount. I've become an energy signature. Okay. So, but the reason why we're getting to that is that Merrick is now upgraded and using the E-Web now. The one we got back on Felucia, back. Oh, we're all pulling from the past now, Jeff. Oh, you were yes. nostalgic, so now we're all being nostalgic together. All right. I'm all using right. that eweb that I was bequeathed oh so long ago. You ripped off of the yeah, back at, yeah, back the, at the, the garrison. Point. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, we still have a an AT walker that we need to go claim too at some point. We haven't forgotten, Jeff. Well, you think so, you think you can bring it down after? Uh... We were nubs then. You're just but, just we lads. Yeah. So. Yeah, and uh, we also acquired. Uh, I America acquired his own droid. Everyone else has a droid, so why not? I got the most fearsome, meanest, greenest little thing that I could get. I got a BD droid. A BD droid? A BD Explorer droid. Like a modded version of the little guy from... This? No, sir. This is no... I'll give you a a little bit of a link here so you can... That's totally the one. (laughs) Uh, Link in the chat. So I can show the people. Of course. This thing's adorable. But we are a bigger podcast than we are a video, so you you need to explain what this thing looks like. 
the BD door. Uh, I think oh, it's like it, a. It uh, looks like it's like a mini ATAT. What's the I almost? Think, yeah, almost. I think it's like a pair of like space binoculars the, that has legs. Yeah. What's the movie where the little they leave the little droids to clean him up up Earth and then he meets Eve, the girl droid. Oh, Wally. Uh, Wally. Wally. Yeah, he looks like Wally only with actual like he's skinny. He looks like he's got the legs sk- instead of tank treads. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. Scout Walker legs because the elbows are reversed, the kneecaps are in. You know, so yeah, a tiny. This thing's like what a foot tall. Oh, this thing's tiny. Yeah. Uh, if anybody's played uh, Jedi Fallen Order, it's the droid from that. Yeah, the first two, the first, the first sentence in the descriptor is chipper and upbeat. BD Explorer droids were created during the time of the Republic to serve as companions and assistants to archaeologists and scouts of the far-flung worlds. With advanced sensors and a powerful scanning unit, the BD unit allows their owners to safely rest and document their fighting, findings without worry of surprise attacks by native fauna. Their powerful servos also allow the BD droid to keep pace on most inhospitable terrain. Combined in their cheerful personalities, these droids were expected to become a major success on the market. However, the sudden collapse of the manufacturer put the series in limbo, and only a few units were be able to be purchased while the productions were rights were is languishing in court. The BD, yeah, yeah. So that's it. Cool. So I got I got a chipper pair of binoculars that follows Merrick around now, and actually can walk on him because it's got magnetic feet yeah i was gonna say this little guy doesn't look like he can keep up with you no so he just kind of cr- runs up onto the top of the back of the uh, generator or his backpack mm-hmm. and just kind of stands there and kind of oh, an extra perception check while you're in bucket you know when, when you're yeah. when i'm rolling for perception. Oh, so much more and so much more he, he's <laughs> yeah. he's key yeah to, he's, to merrick's operation his right. job is to take care of the generator all right so we'll have to have that as sort of an in-game reveal. Anything else, yeah. sir? Uh, generally, that is it. And I he has been named, lovingly, BD4012. That's a mouthful. You're just calling BD for short? No, BD4012. BD4012. Oh, no, it's too late. That's what you're gonna <laughs> look out, BD4012. Oh, you didn't duck. Like nine <laughs> times out of ten, not nine times out of ten, he already knew. Okay. This thing's smart. He's got like a int of intel of eighteen. BD four. All right. Hey man, it's your droid. You can call him what you want. Thank you. Um, but depending on where he is on the initiative, compared to you, you know, something could happen to him by the time you spit out his entire name. And that, you want to know what I never even thought of? Do you speak binary? Right? No, no, I speak only uh, common and Hutties. Oh, that's gonna be. Very much one-way conversation for you then. Well, there's the, well, there's he, a question. He for... does have a couple of una- he has four unassigned languages. I would, oh, unassigned. So I, I yeah, I would actually have him not speak basic, but no Hatties. I would say like, um, oh, you got to speak Galactic Basic. Yeah. yeah, no, he understands only Galactic Basic, the base model. But then they have four unassigned slots for languages that you can. So your little dude yeah, I don't speaks think Hatties. Speak them, do you speak Hatties? I do speak Hatties. Oh, that's perfect. That works. To, oh, that's so good. All right, Jeff, let me hear your Hatties BD voice, please. <laughs> the chipper. He's chipper, too. Remember that? <laughs> I, I, actually, I've actually, I actually traded. Uh, actually, actually, yeah, I don't think I can do better than that. you got to do your own time. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Well, you got to do the hut thing, like the, you know, the Wolla Wonga, right? So, yeah, you'd be like, oh, geez, I don't know. I got to work on that. <laughs> Let me work on it. I'll work on it. Otherwise, yeah, that's going to be the, you'd be doing your own voice. Um, All right. Very cool. Yes. So, 
Next, we have uh, before Rahal and uh, Merrick go off, right? I believe Master Dina has started trying to spend as much time with young Poser. Yes. So, you step off the ship like the very first day and you don't sense her at all. You inquire, has she left? No, she's here on the ship. She's resting. You try to use the force to find her and you can't. So, behooved, you must rely on, you know, someone tell me where Master Dina is type of thing. You find her in her, not in her personal chamber, like, oh yeah, that's her room down there, but somewhere out of the way, like, not a storage closet, but you know what I'm saying, like, somewhere that a lot of people don't go to. An observation deck or something. And you find her sitting there, cross-legged, meditating, looking out over the expanse of the universe. It took you, well, a day and a half, you know, but you had stuff to do, right? Yeah. You could feel that you should talk to her. Now, whether you decided to talk to her, whether you decided it's time or any of that stuff, I'm not forcing that on you, but you had a gut feeling that you should seek her out, but you couldn't actively find her using the force. And when you finally track her down, there she is, and she's in much better health. Not fully recovered. That'll take a couple more months when we get to the opening cutscene of, you know, book two. But she's, you know, she's looking and, you know, much better than she was. Sitting cross-legged on a little ottoman, looking out over space. Silently. Do you wait for her to address you? Or do you announce your presence? The door's open, you enter. I'll, I'll enter, um, you know, walk up behind her, you yeah. know, give it a couple of paces, um, and then just sit down and start meditating as well. Okay. You keep the respectable distance. Join in the meditation. Yeah. Right. While you meditate, you open yourself to the force and... Now that you're in her presence, you can sense her. Perhaps this was a test. Perhaps she was cloaking herself. And for her to cloak herself at a mile, it was something on the planet, something. But when you're told she's on the ship and you can't ping her, like that's something. You know, perhaps this is the lesson yeah. that she's already begun. Who knows, right? So there you are. You join in the meditation and time goes by. So while you're meditating, let's talk about some self-revelation. Uh, I'm not, there's maybe Poser's plan, but Poser has been on the run for a long time. And some people may suspect your powers, like Leth, um, like Zin. Some people have been exposed to your powers, like the Bash, who's left the party. But now you're. And R4. And R4, yeah, yeah. But now you're in the company of an actual master. You know, like a second chance for training. As opposed to that messed up plant guy that threw goo balls at you, <laughs> you know, wax on. And, and, hey, the tra- the training was effective. Yeah, it worked it, pretty it well. Was. Have you ever thrown a Goku ball as a Ryan? Uh, I don't have that power. No, yet. Oh, okay. I've not taken it. All right. 
But I do plan on taking it eventually because it is an awesome power. Okay. What? <laughs> so. As you sit and meditate, let's talk about what's going to happen. Because I know you've made up your mind to begin something. What's first for Poser? The name, the saber, the braid, petitioning her to actually take you on as a master. And that doesn't mean you have to go back to being a Padawan. You've grown. You've come a long way. Well, I've absolutely come a long way, but it's not necessarily for the Jedi themselves to decide when they've outgrown the mantle of Padawan. You know, that's for... The council bestows. Or or, or a master. Yeah, like like, they talk about like out in the rim, you know, a master can go, you know what? I have a good authority. You know, you're, you're this. Yeah. Now they talk about becoming a full Jedi you're no longer a Padawan and you're on your own becoming a Jedi Knight can't happen before 7th level but you usually have to have some sort of test usually have to face off with something and to become your own Jedi or your own Knight you must construct your own lightsaber and we were touching on the gray area of using your master's crystal or possibly petitioning Dina to tell you where you get your very own Yes. So what's first Uh, on the agenda for Poser? Well, first on the agenda is petition Dina to become her new student. Okay. Because getting back on that training, like, I've gotten my hands on some real world experience. But because of that, you know, it's like learning how to drive on the streets and then, you know, going under a proper driving instructor and they're like, what are you doing? Your technique is all wrong. You know, like you're able to drive a car, but what are you doing? You know, 10 and 2, those types of things. So, you know, okay. I've missed out on some of the basics. So I think catching up on that's the most important thing. And then from there, if she deems me ready, then I go build my lightsaber. Okay, so and so let's have it. You go through trials. You spend you know, an appreciable, respectable amount of time that she's meditated and you're, you're joining in the ohm, you know, kind of thing. And you, you feel it's time to like make your case, whether you reach out with the force and your emotions, hopefully you can read your mind. Or if you just, you know, like I said, you want to be respectful. I noticed you came in, you waited, you sat at the distance. If you want to, you know, you don't have to prostate yourself or anything, but if you want to stand and bow and, you know, quietly ask, let, let's hear it. I'd like to hear this. Yeah, so Poser will do a little bit of adjustments, you know, go from, you know, the cross-legged meditation into, you know, more of a kneeling pose, um, you know, places axe in front of him and head down. And Master Dina, I know it has been some time, but I would like to advance my studies in the Force. Can you please teach me? (laughs) 
he's completely asleep like out cold (laughs) completely gone and we'll see you next time on we shot first i'd say say goodnight but you know we don't want anyone else uh falling off (laughs) 